0: Like the best algorithm for search has been Google historically, but when that's no longer the case, when the best algorithm can be TikTok, right, when the best algorithm can be ChatGPT, when the best algorithm can be some other surface area and is no longer Google, then yeah, I do think that starts to eat away at the moment. Yeah, we yeah, live yeah. now?
1: What's going look, on, look, guys? Look, look. Hey, what's up? What's going on, everybody?
0: Good, yeah, good. What we want? Yeah, where we want to start? We got a couple of interesting things on the on the topic. Topic. Let's, list let's start off.
1: Let's start off hot because it's been a second. The OnlyFans thing. What's going on with that? Or actually, was it OnlyFans or was it like something else? It was, it was a model. So It
0: wasn't only. It wasn't OnlyFans. So so I, I saw this tweet. So I was just on Twitter scrolling through my timeline. I think, Brad you probably saw the same tweet. Yeah. Um. And basically this influencer and you can speak to the specific technical details here but this influencer trained a voice chat bot on thousands of hours of her own videos so she took her own videos that she posts on youtube probably instagram wherever whatever content she records she's taking that content trained a model uh to essentially replicate her voice and then she's essentially charging a dollar per minute to access uh, for people to, to to talk to to the chatbot, uh, and in the first week she did seventy two thousand dollars in sales.
1: And I'm I think that's, that's crazy. One a dollar a minute though, how? Like, who's paying that? Like, who who's the dem- like who's the target?
0: Oh, we don't want to know that. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> we want to be honest. We don't, don't want to know that. We
1: should, we should transparent. What, what are the demographics? Let me let let me share some of these about. stats
2: real quick. So it says, "Homegirl" is a 23 year old influencer. She has 1.8 million followers on Snapchat, and since launching it, she's had over a thousand people use it from not only 10 minutes a day to several hours a day, um, just being in conversations with it. That's that's wild to me, and I mm. feel like if you think about it, I think we 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 we, we spoke about something similar uh on one of our one of our previous podcasts but um i know just something related to this topic has been like uh replica if you are familiar with that ai chat bot and yep. some of the um issues that you know folks have ran into there with it you know being over sexual and and, and and things of that nature and so is this is is this a fad is this is this just another one of those Oh this is cool to see or do you think this is here to say or and will and will start to become more popular
0: This is a breakthrough this is a sexual <laughs> breakthrough <laughs> This is a sexual breakthrough for those men out there women too for anybody out there that wants instant gratification this is this is this is monumental I okay. honestly it really it really is and I, it takes somebody earlier who we were talking about this with instantly drove my mind to it but they they mentioned this is similar to like how it used to be back in the day right where you can call like a flight like, it used to be people that would do infomercials about like sex lines essentially And you would have to call in to like that line and you would pay like you know maybe a cent a minute or whatever the case may be to talk to somebody it's literally that similar concept but this time it's just fully automated right so it's not it's new but it's not really new it's just in a different form factor uh so i think it I think so when you ask, like, is it a fad? I would say no, because this desire from humans has been here for a while, considering the fact of what we did, the example that we just mentioned, it's been there for a while. So now it's coming back. And, and quite frankly, it's never really gone away. Probably just like those types of infomercials have kind of gone away. So the way in which we see it is different, but the type of content that people want is still the same. If not, like, they want it more and on more, demand yeah. like, and, like, and personalized now.
1: It's probably not a fad. It's probably not a fad. I, I, what I would have to guess is, it's probably more profitable right now. It's probably one of the. It's probably more profitable because I think, you know, I mean, it's kind of reminds me of like, you know, yeah. So I do agree. Breakthrough, breakthrough. People are. It's it's market validation, you know. Um, but when that happens, then it, there's going to be a lot more competition. I can't imagine. Maybe her, but I can't imagine a lot of people being able to sell. A dollar a minute. I mean, that's. I mean, you talking about sixty, sixty, like sixty dollars per hour.
0: Wait, like, you think men would be like, "Wait, that's too much content." I don't think that will ever happen. I don't think men would ever be like, "That's too dollars? much content."
2: But, but Rodney, listen to this. So, um, she's doing this through, I guess, a company. A company, the company that helped her set it up is called Forever Voices. They're predicting that she's going to do five million dollars. Potentially in, in
1: revenue <laughs> yeah. in a month. Yeah, They need to release the chat history. That's what they need to do. Release their chat history. It's encrypted.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be awful. Yeah, definitely don't release that. That would be awful.
1: Yo. That's uh, – that's, uh, nah, I don't like that comment. I don't
0: like you that. You know, I have a friend I will, that I will – I'm not going to name names, of course. But I have a friend <laughs> who back in college used to go on date with guys, and she would just go on dates and just have conversation with them. They didn't, want, they, they didn't want any things, actually. They were just older men in their 40s, 50s, and they just wanted to talk. They had kids' issues, ex-wives' issues, just shit. Current wife issues. Current well. wife issues. That as well. That as well. All, ty- all types of issues. And they just wanted to talk and vent. And so these guys, like, will they pay a dollar a minute? Absolutely. Because these guys are already paying in other ways, like taking these girls out to dinner, buying these girls, flying these girls places. Like they're already paying. That's real, though. That's a real body
1: in front of you. You pay $200 for the dinner, Nate. Cool. It's, but she's right there. bro. At bro. least. But at least. Mind, I'm not saying.
0: So huh? Is, it's, what it's, the mind? What, is long, whatever the mind perceives to be real is what matters. <laughs> <laughs> but hold matters. up. Hold up. Let me ask
2: this question. So let's say this technology, like, well, this, 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 this ability to bring the different technologies together in this way becomes ubiquitous to where now you got, let's just say every shorty doing something similar. Right. So Mm. we're not going to sit here and act like, I mean, we just going to keep it a stack as, as married men, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Please feel free to deny this on the podcast, but (laughs) You probably see still see beautiful women and in your head, you probably like, oh, that's still a beautiful woman. So, y'all probably seen some celebrities or whoever that person is, like, damn, that's that they interesting. Obviously, because mm. you got morals and principles, you're not gonna take it there. But is it considered cheating? Wow. Now that now that the AI bot <laughs> exists. And you can, you can, you can now get a little bit of FaceTime with that shorty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like a woman will actually be a little bit more open to that. And <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> all you want is a little chat bot. I'm sure, I'm sure your wife won't mind that.
0: <laughs> no, but we see, that's how it starts. Embassy human, de- human desire is endless, bro. It starts like that. It starts. With, oh, I just want a little bit of that. And then, and then it's gonna to get to what you're talking about, Roddy It's was like, you know, I want something more real now. Now I'm tired of like, I'm tired
1: of <laughs> okay, I'm right, tired of right, life. right. You know okay. what I'm saying?
0: So I understand, so, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I, I don't, but what I will say, Brian, I don't know. Like, who knows how it'll be used? I will say though, look, some couples, depending upon how they get down, might you know both decide to take advantage of this, and so you know this could become a tool New for West? relationships in many ways. Who knows? New but look, there's a there's West? an opportunity. There's an opportunity there sorry mm-hmm. sorry new
1: question though so let me ask you this then um 15 years from now 15 20 years from now let's say you have a son he's he's 15 he's 14 right and he says dad look my girl her she's selling her voice on X Y and z.com you know what, <laughs> what i'm saying like don't make me i don't i don't know what to say like it like what do you say to him like you know, what I'm saying like. I'm like, like, how much is she
0: earning? I'm like, how much? She <laughs> <earned>? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: bro, I'm a Capitalist. I'm sorry, bro. I'm a capitalist. Like there is a line. There is a line. There is a certain line I'm willing to not cross. But I'm a, I'm a capitalist. So I'm like you know that's not so bad. We'll get over how, it. how much is she we'll get over it. Because at the end of bro, at the end of the day, people selling pictures. You know, like your picture and your 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 image is out there on the internet. You have no idea what people are doing with that. At least in this case, you can monetize you can monetize the content that you own. People could be monetizing your content right now, and you have no way of knowing, and that's a big problem, and that happens today all the time. Like people take your content, remix it and making tons of money off of it, and you have no idea. So hey, if she in a legitimately way, a legitimate way is able to monetize whatever content she creates, whether it be voice, art, whatever it may be, hey, I'm not mad at that, I'm proud of that.
1: Yeah, you yeah. tell you tell your son, hey, swallow, swallow his pride, swallow his swallow. his, swallow his he hey, nah, I'm love. like, get
0: the check. quick.
1: Much much suck it, up. Suck suck it up. Yeah, up. Yeah, suck it up. I got too much ego. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And, and, hear and you. low
0: key, it is a lot of
1: ego <laughs> because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not a real. bot. It's a bot. It's a bot. Mm-hmm. It's not real. But they think it so, like they doing up their head though, though. That don't make you feel good though. It's like they with the head. Have y'all like, seen that
0: movie uh, X... I, I know you've seen it, Rodney. Uh, X Machina. I think it's called X Machina. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how
1: to say it. I don't know how to say X Machine is what I say, but I don't okay.
0: know. Okay. I highly recommend that movie to anybody who's interested in, like, AI or just robotics. Just technology in general. It's a fa- fantastic okay. movie. But what if we get to that point where AI becomes so good that it, it has a what do they call it? Like sentient. It has like a, it becomes like a, it, it appears like a sentient real being. And so we know in our mind, like we we're sitting here saying, Oh, it's a bot. It's a bot. It's a bot. No
1: but way.
0: like, what does it need? What does it need to not to be considered a bot? Right. Like what emotion, right? Like reasoning, logic, like right. at what point is it no longer just a, is, is it just a bot? I think we're it's in like that time period that now. now.
1: People can't agree on it. People can't agree on it. I think that's what it is. I think some people would argue that, yeah, like Brian said, that right now there's a level of sentience now. Um, uh, I think some people would argue that, but I think it's hard to answer because I think it's it's a philosophical question. Uh, it's it's very difficult to, to, but I can say this. Once they start operating independently and saying yes. like, hey, nah, once they start saying no, I'm talking about like, not, not because you asked them to do something and they say no, but I'm talking about like, they just in general start striking. I feel like that's sentient. I feel like that's not.
2: And what I would add to that specifically, it's when these things start to have their own goals independent of what the human goal is. Because right now, we wouldn't like, I think most people would probably say, yeah, most people would not be able to discern if like a certain tweet or say, for example, if they was on Tinder or Hinge or whatever, if that was one of these AIs. Like, unless it said, I'm an AI. That's how good this technology has got today. But I think just looking at it from a technical standpoint, even taking it to another level, like Rodney said, independence. And for me, independence is around today. If I go to chat GPT, mid-journey, et cetera, et cetera, and I give it an instruction, it is literally just operating based off of what I want. But now when it has to basically, you know... um, Basic, b- basically reconcile between like, okay, I know this is what you want, Rodney, but as the AI, this is what I want. So where do we have to meet in the middle? That's a that's a very yeah, interesting
1: paradigm. I ain't negotiating with no bot, man. I don't care what y'all say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm going so back up sure. with no bot, dog. <laughs> like, the,
0: the fact that we think. even have models right now that have pretty advanced reasoning I think there's actually like a very interesting tipping point in this technology. Cause I, I think that's what really like fundamentally changes it from being just like, what well, we are just calling like a bot, right? Which historically is just like, it's predetermined, right? It's, it's pretty like, it's, it's, it's very rigid. It's operating within a certain constraint and a certain bounds. And like, that's typically what a bot has been capable of. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to hit this point now where like, no, these things actually do have reasoning. So when we say like, when the objectives becomes different than us, how do we even know if we know what their objective is, right? Like what if the AI is not communicating that that objective clearly to us, right? We have no way of even measuring what their objective is, right? Like, because they have just advanced level of reasoning. So I think we're hitting this point where like, yeah, it, it, exactly. That's what happened with Exmokative, right? Like it, it, it hit us intent, right? Like that, and that's the thing is, like, it gets us to believe that, yeah, we, I am just a bot, right? I, I'm just like this, this thing, this rigid, and I'm only gonna work with any sort. Like, yeah, exactly. I, that, because that's what you, that's what you want me to, that's what you want to believe. So that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you exactly what you want to believe, right? Like that's the role that I'm gonna play. But yeah, I don't know. I think we're interesting. I think we're hitting that interesting time. Like again, when this when these models have advanced reasoning, I think it goes beyond the traditional way in which we have always thought about this technology. I, I think it's really fascinating. Very, very fascinating. It is
1: fascinating. It is fascinating. So look so look, actually uh, Brian brought something up real quick and I think I can be used as a segue. So Mid Journey five point one drops and some other things drop, including Bard, which we want to talk like uh, well some BARD tools. Uh, and we want yeah. to talk about yeah. Google IO and stuff. But I uh, will real- to touch on mid journey Again, um, for those who don't know, majority just generates images off text prompts. Um, High, extremely high resolution images. You could uh, have them side by side and not be able to tell like a real one versus a fake one. But 5.1, is just a lot more crisper. Um, They've added a few extra things. People are still kind of like down on like the fact that you have to go through Discord. I don't know when that will change. Uh, That does seem to be limiting uh, Mid Journey in some ways, you know, because uh, yeah, like not even everybody's aware of how to u- use Discord or what Discord is, so they're kind of limited uh, from that. They could just simply create a web interface, uh, which they do have one, but you just can't. I don't know why. Yeah, it's weird. Know how yeah, how you one. use the product <laughs> is weird.
2: This, this yeah, is this is the interesting is thing Discord. though. Despite them being on Discord, they currently have 5.2 million people on their Discord, and like oh, that's
1: how good it is. Really?
2: Yeah. That's wild.
1: Yeah. That's how good it is.
0: But they, that's could, how probably, is. But they could probably have a hundred million people using the product 50 million hundred if, people, if, yeah. it, if it was better. Because think about how many people touch like media content. Like I was thinking about this as well when I was playing around with MidJourney. I'm like, this is completely changes how you do product photography, right? Like when I was doing consulting, when I first got to San Francisco, we were work, working with a, a custom furniture company called Joybird. They make custom couches. They spent a shit ton of money on photography and like ads and just like getting for just getting new styles and new pictures of all the different variations of products they can make for their website. They spent a lot of money on it. They have to have studios and like for photo- like just pay all these different people. And I'm like, you know, this completely changes that now. Like if you have Mid Journey and you got the right prompts and the right training data to input it into. Like you literally can just like spin out endless amounts of variations of your product in any scenario you can possibly yeah. think of for a fraction 100%. of the cost.
1: hundred percent. And look also, yo, so there's that like product, like products, you can create new ones you never thought of, ones that you have thought of shit. If you're a chef, you can like act like, you know, made like the best food if you want, you know, if you're a food blogger, but also, um, yo. I, over the weekend last weekend i I, I shared with uh, uh with, with you dre in the group chat yo you can bring characters to life like you know what I'm saying like we had this show that we made some years ago um and actually it's a funny time because now of all times if we, if we had a little bit more time on our hand we would be able to do a lot with this but we, I, I was playing around with it and I was able to bring some of the characters that we had made you know um uh to life and it was crazy because they were like real people like they were like real like what we kind of imagine we but we didn't have the resources we didn't have the resources you know we would have to hire a model um we didn't have yeah, we just didn't have the capital to play video we had to
0: hire somebody to write the script like yes. literally and like this wasn't two. that long ago we had to a professional writer to literally write the script we could probably rewrite the whole script and with chat gpt and well, be 10 times better
1: it's crazy because we we had two we had so look we had two so we had the first writer we hired which was that first like foundation then we had our our, another writer and then of course we like we did our like the art and then and then like we did everything you know what i'm saying and it was like now like like we could have just had that one script and gone from there like or actually like you said not had any writer which actually leads to another conversation but maybe we'll talk to later like the writer's strike uh that's an interesting Mm one um maybe we touch on that later but um, yeah, you can bring characters to life. I mean, think about like Disney, you know, just all of these places, like it can get very interesting and it's like just with text, not like any skill involved, but yeah, Google released some other tools. Uh, for example, I know you can, uh, draft emails now with Bard. Um, I don't know if it's rolled out to everybody, but they also have like, you know, it can search the internet, um, with all of your prompts, some really cool stuff I saw. What about you guys
0: yeah i i think that one of the coolest things i saw was bar i don't again i don't think it was available to everybody yet either or maybe it is but bar being um across google workspace so if you use google docs google sheets google slides any of those like staple apps that i'm sure we all use and you already mentioned gmail now like bard is integrated into those applications so the example I saw, at least at the conf- at the I.O. conference, was like, hey, let's say you're in Google Slides and you need an image for like a specific slide. You can literally just type in like what you want in a text box. You can change the style of that image. So bringing in some of like the mid-journey functionality that we just talked about. They're partnering with uh, like Adobe
2: these... on that one, I, I I see. They are. That's intriguing.
0: Yep, yep. So, it, yep. so I think Adobe's product is called Firefly or something like yeah. that like their generative image generation tool. So yeah, but again, bring it like, so Rodney, like how Rodney was talking about how mid-journey is kind of limiting their product because it's not as accessible. Like Google is kind of, you know, helping to break that by bringing this product into a tool again, to, you know, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people are already using. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I was pretty disappointed in how they integrated chat into search. Honestly, I, I, I was pretty disappointed. I, I, I really was. I, I felt like they could have did a, this is how I feel like they should have did it. I feel like they should have completely rethought search, like completely rethought it. Or not release any or not necessarily release anything, but I guess communicate that. Or they, they should have just did a better job, I guess, in in terms of the rollout. But I, I feel like they should have allowed you to opt into a brand new search experience, not like just copy what Microsoft is doing and just plug it into Google. Cause now like the search detail page is just cluttered with shit now. Mm. Like you got just so much stuff that you're looking at, like you're looking at this search this generative AI thing you're looking at traditional search results, you got ads you're looking at, you got a bunch of other links that you're looking at like it's just it's just so cluttered to me, and I think it actually is it the, opposite, is the opposite, of opposite of the brand google. uh the product brand that Google has demonstrated over the years, which is simplicity is yeah. google the Google detail page is no longer simple to me now with all that google
1: stuff. is Google should never get away from the thing that they're good at, which is simplicity and accessibility. Like nothing has ever been easier than going to Google.com and then typing what you want to know, hmm. you know, and it's like, uh, Google Maps, typing where you want to go. And it's just easy. Like they're, they're, They've always been good at software. And I do think that they are, you know, I picture them, you know, in an office, you know, with 24-7 engineers swapping, you know, because um, they have the resources to do this. It would it be very easy for them to do this because even I, I'll see a feature on chat GPT, like chat like ChatGPT has, like, the light and dark mode, and it's, like, during the daytime it's, like, light, and at night it changes to that dark mode, and then Bard does the same thing. Like, and I'm like, oh, so you guys are just, like, sitting there almost it's seemingly just watching every move and just getting it, exactly. you know, that's, that's what it seems like, and maybe that's not the case, but that's exactly what it seems like, especially when you go down the details like that. I've never seen Google just be in dark mode just for no reason. So like, it, it just, it makes me think that they have 24, seven people, like it's a full blown competition, full blown, non-stop. And I like that energy at the same time. I agree with Jay, come out with a new experience, wait a little bit longer, come out with a new experience and let people opt in just like how you do with Gmail, right? Gmail had a redesign and it didn't just come out and just give everybody a brand new Gmail design. It allowed people to try out the new uh, redesign and they did like, uh, and go from there. But I think it's the competition that's making them do some of these little a little bit more hasty moves. I think they feel the pressure to prove that they're not going to be disrupted by AI. Um, But, I I feel like Google doesn't have to, Um, but that's just my, uh, my take at least. Do you, do you you think part of the hesitation to drastically change
2: the user experience around search is due to the potential ramifications that may have to their ad business?
0: Yes, no doubt. That's it. It comes down to nothing else. I don't care what they say. I don't care. It's safety, nothing. You got a hundred billion dollar business or a multi-trillion dollar business rather they do about a billion 100 billion dollar business in revenue coming from a, yeah one ni- yeah 95 percent that is derived from one product mm. yeah any business would be ridiculous to not question whether or not they are cannibalizing that to chase something else so i think they're doing the responsible thing but the responsible thing kind of is hurting the the, I think uh, I think it's actually hurting them in the, in the long run. But yeah, I, I do. I think this is the same thing that automotive companies did when they refused to go electric until Elon forced them to go electric. Um, I, I consider it the same thing, whereas like, you're literally asking automakers to cannibalize their existing business to chase this new thing. That is a very hard thing to do when you've been sitting on billions of dollars of free cash flow for 20 years. Hmm. I get that.
1: The car example, the car example was a, a great one, a hundred percent, because like automakers were already, they already had a status quo. Gas was fine, you know, like, like, and they have deals with dealers, Just a way that it all works. There was like a model that they had, they had dealerships, they had all these ways that gas stations, they're all, the whole ecosystem was tied together in a certain way. So electric, they weren't going to do it until somebody forced them to do it. Like you said, like, like Elon, and I think with this AI stuff, I think Microsoft is the one that's saying, well, actually it's really open AI, but Microsoft got a big hand in this. Um, mm-hmm. and I think open AI is is the yeah, is the Tesla here and is forcing the other company to 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 move. And they're moving in how you kind of would expect. And I find that with Google and all these bigger companies in general, like Dre said, like I think it's just, you know, nobody wants to like to like kill the cash cow like that that's like 100 billion a year that's crazy like you don't want to mess that up it's working you know uh, at the same time you don't want to get left behind and and just you know obsolete in 10 years so let me let me ask this question right because yeah this
2: this 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 is a very intriguing stat that i came across for like google and also chat gpt right where say for example like Google, they currently are doing close to 84 billion in just total visits a month, right? And obviously, ChatGPT is a relatively uh, new product. And in, the, in at the end of April, they did, you know, about 2 billion visits, which is pretty impressive in a short period of time. But according to SimilarWeb, this is what their growth numbers have looked like since, you know, the release of ChatGPT you know, back in December. And so essentially back in January, their month over month growth was 132%. In February, it dropped down to 63%. In March, it dropped down to 56%. And then in April, it dropped down to 13%. So there was this huge, there's been this decline in their growth rate. And the thing that I want to ask is, Yes, ChatGPT is extremely powerful. Is its growth overhyped? And the reason why I want to ask this question is because, like, I was recently even, like, going through some of the numbers, and only about 1% to 2% of the total 100 million people that have actually used ChatGPT are currently in the United States. Many of them are, you know, global, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which is even smaller percentages of those different countries, et cetera. ChatGPT has caught our imaginations. It's become the dominant thing across many of our conversations. But has it earned that despite what it's capable oh, of? Bro, stop
1: What it's capable stop of. It. Stop it. Stop it. I'm serious. Stop I'm it. I'm serious. No, you're not serious, dog. I'm serious. ChatGPT, what? Come on. Slow down, dog. Look, but do that's what it did. It, it slowed it. down. Do that's, the growing, that's the growing product in the world, bro. What? What are we saying? But but we're seeing. But the same, same LeBron versus Draymond, Dray, Dray bro, is obviously LeBron.
2: But hold up. The stats are saying nice. it went like this and it's coming straight down like this in terms of its growth. That's okay. There,
1: and, there might and, be a reason for that. And And, 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 and the reason growth. why I'm
2: asking that is like, even just when I'm thinking about from a human level, and even when I talk to other people who are in tech, or like, and, and maybe it's just the people I'm talking to, everybody ain't using it the way that. I'm using it, which is on a daily, frequent basis, which is probably what y'all are using it on. Some people don't even return. And the one thing that the one thing that I'm very cognizant okay. of is ChatGPT. Chat, there, there's certain, there's a certain media atmosphere around ChatGPT that feels like clubhouse, where there's this astronomical. Like I'm not talking about in terms of utility, but there's this astronomical amount of media attention and growth that is being. You know, that has been, you know, uh, experienced, but once again, the same thing, we, we, we wanted clubhouse to answer what is retention. And I'm curious when it comes to chat GPT, yes, a hundred million or so people have de- dealt with it, but really what is the retention? What
1: is the product actually doing? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, I, got sure, sure, sure. But it's moving an interest. I think what what's bigger, uh, ChatGPT, it deserves the hype because it's moving things forward in a different way. Clubhouse didn't actually do, like, Clubhouse was at the right place at the right time with no new technology. Like, they didn't make anything new. Like, they didn't make nothing new. They just, they, they created a hot social app. Like, like, and so people create social apps that get hot and go cold all the time. ChatGPT is just is this a tool that OpenAI came out with? This whole wave, but hold AI, up, but hold up. You could you could argue out. that Clubhouse and ChatGPT no, are not are are, are pretty one. No, of,
2: hold, up, hold up, do that, bro. hold up, Hold up, I'm a, do I'm gonna take bro. it there because Clubhouse was oh, built God, with, what was was, was, was built was built on top of Agora. Agora built that technology. ChatGPT is built on top of Transformer. No, no, no. Google built that exactly. technology.
1: So, no, no, You get tore up You get that's, tore that's
0: up in the room with
1: this You get tore up in the room with this Clubhouse, we know Clubhouse got lucky like, cl- yesterday, Clubhouse, don't get me wrong They did great, whatever, but like I don't think it's just, it's not the same Because Clubhouse didn't come out with nothing new Like, you just said Agora Agora is not Clubhouse, they didn't come out with that Like, they like like Yo, bro, you can't Nah, I hear your point though, you're saying that There's some, it's like like the, the media Is a little carbonated, it's a little extra like Froth in the like in the in the hype sure, but bro, we cannot take away from what happened. They grew faster than Instagram. They grew faster than Snapchat. They grew faster than Facebook. But is that the they only thing grass. we care
2: about? Like if, if if you get a lot of well, people in in well, the party and can't keep them in actually,
1: the party, it was never meant to be. Uh, it was but, never his thing. It was never even meant to be a retention. It's not an ad product. So like so it doesn't yeah. even need to be about retention. And, that,
0: and that's only one. That's, that's only that's only one product, product of that. That's only one product, and, and one that product, product. is sure super yeah they super it super exceeded i'm sure whatever growth model that they that they initially had internally, but I think the bigger thing is similar to what Rodney said is that they they actually moved the industry forward and so to to compare it to google is 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 like apples to oranges really i think the bigger the bigger threat or the bigger obvious thing that that chat g p t exposed is that where a user is willing to go in order to answer a search query doesn't have to just be Google. It historically, Google has dominated that. They have dominated search. And there have been many other tools that have come along and have also taken that away from Google. TikTok. Not too long ago, we were talking about TikTok and how the, the um, younger generation uses TikTok for search, right? Like my girl uses it for recipes, shopping all the time. She's not going to Google to do that. Like she's literally going to TikTok to do that. So it's not just Chat GPT. It's TikTok. It's all these other tools, and so I think the the bigger thing here is that Chat GPT is just simply taking a technology and it has shown the world that hey, there's easier ways of requesting information. There's easier ways of structuring that information and giving it to you. And the effects of that is like pie, like what re, uh, my man's over at LinkedIn is working on. Like it's, it, it takes it takes many different shapes, like Mid Journey. Like it takes many different shapes, and I think that's the bigger threat not chat GPT. It's the the perspective the, the, the perception change that has given all of us. If that was not true, Google wouldn't be mentioning AI hundred and fifty times in their presentation. They feel that shit. Like everybody feels that shit. So I think that's the bigger thing. It's not chat GPT. That can die off tomorrow, but that doesn't change like where we're going with AI.
1: Yeah, it can die. It can die. The wave that it created. So like like it could die off. It may not even retain. But it's like here's the thing. Sam Alma himself said, he said, look, I like I'm questioning the advice I give to YC founders because we didn't build any inherent loops into ChatGPT, right? And so if it was, if it, if they really cared about the things you're talking about, Bryan, they would have done those things. They didn't make the product in that way. So that's why we have, for example, Shared GPT, where you can take a conversation from ChatGPT and share it with the link and whatnot. But imagine had they had that already. Like, no. had they thought about ChatGPT like a product, like like how we have to do it, they would have gotten. I mean, imagine if it just had a share feature. They don't even the have a model. mobile app.
0: They don't even they have, don't have a mobile
1: like, app. Like so that. So that, that it lets it let you know sharing. right there. Imagine if it had that though. Like, Brian, like, like I think, imagine if they thought of it like the way you are talking about it. They would have been even bigger. Had they had thought about it like a like how we have to think about our product with these viral loops and and like and and you know sharing and. You know, by inviting your friends, had they thought about it like that, it would have be been even bigger. So, to be honest, like they were able to do that just off just letting out like a little research preview. Like, dog, what? Come on, that's crazy. That's impressive. No, like, I'm not. And here's the thing I was sleeping on them. I was sleeping on them, bro. I saw Sam, I saw OpenAI when he first came out with it, bro. I did not, I'm not gonna say I didn't respect it because I won't say that. This is a public platform. I'm not gonna say that, <laughs> but I did not think. OpenAI was ever going to be something that I could interface with, as a like as a regular consumer. Students are having teachers, like there are teachers and whatnot, like looking using AI and trying to prevent people from using. If it wasn't that big of a deal, it's permeated everything. It's permeated every industry, writers, entertainers, like every industry. And and if it wasn't for ChatGPT, those conversations,
0: nah, infl- as, as far, far as what? influence. I, I tell you what, they deserve more credit. They deserve more credit than Deep Mind. And I look, I don't yeah. take away from the incredible things that Deep Mind has done. They've done incredible things. But what have they commercialized? No, no, no. Now, 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 now Deep Mind is doing Deep Mind is doing some things in healthcare. I know they are doing some things in healthcare. I know they are. They're doing some incredible things in healthcare. So I want to give them credit for that because that is very important work. But what has Deep commercialized? What have they brought to market? put into the hands of consumers or put into the hands of businesses and actually built a real business, not off the back of big daddy, big daddy balance sheet, Google, but on their own, stood on their own and actually built a real business. What have they done? I think I, I no. if, if that, if they, know but, about, people know about,
2: but hold up, if that's how you're measuring success, you're a hundred percent, right. But I don't know.
0: If, well, how, hold on, how, how else would you yeah, measure a successful it? business? How, how, how else would you measure a successful business?
2: I don't, I don't consider DeepMind a business. DeepMind is a research lab. Like, and I think if you look open at AI it, no, it, open, open AI ain't no research. They
0: there. started that way. Yeah. They, but they started, um, come on, yeah. bro. Come, on. You, you, come <laughs> on. you can't lie. They they started from the same starting point, nope. bro. As a research they, lab. They,
2: they, they, they did. But like the fact that DeepMind was acquired, right? And so now, even if they are bringing in revenue or whatever, they're this small line item on, you know, Google's balance sheet. I think Google oh, okay. got in their way.
1: I, I feel like Google got in their way? Like, I 100%. Like if they, if Google didn't, I'm going like, to I'm a, I'm a keep okay, it a stack. Cool. I'm going to keep like, like, it a
2: stack. Yeah. The, one of the things I think when it's all said and done and the founders of DeepMind end up looking back, they they may have some regret that they sold for $600 million. And here you here you are in this environment. You got OpenAI raising. 10 billion, 10 billion saying they're going and raise. Go hold up, hold up, hold up. You got OpenAI raising 10 billion saying they're going to go get 100 million. Then you got people from Google AI, DeepMind, OpenAI, who weren't even the founders of these companies, were just individual contributors on the team going and building products like Anthropic and raising $5 billion. That is going to be something yeah. they're going to look back on because they did not fully capture the value of what they were creating and that's what i mean the commercial success may not be right. there but the success, like yeah. the, the 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 thing that deepmind contributed to ai is reinforcement learning without reinforcement learning we do not get chat gpt we would we would still be yeah but you, I, we would they still probably, yeah, they, you, probably
1: you, the, they probably are underground kings. they probably are they probably are if you want to say that they're underground kings they probably are you know what i'm saying if you want to say like, like, and they will like, and unfortunately in hindsight, it is clear that they shouldn't, maybe shouldn't have done that move in hindsight. Yeah. yeah. But you know, they, Google yeah. kind of does what Facebook will do when a new hot social media company comes up, they buy it and it no longer the same Twitter did the same thing with vine. So that's why I asked that question. Cause I'm like, clearly like so- they, they probably, yeah. Like without Google stepping in, cause Google probably like to Dre's point earlier, they have such a huge business. They probably had no real need to, they're probably like, look, what what money do we need to like quiet these these guys now? Now, it it, it
2: was going to, I think if I'm in their position, right, and understanding that nobody expected the advances that we're seeing in AI to come this fast, most people, we can assume most people had long time horizons in terms of what they thought is here today would take decades. And so because of that, they probably had this mindset of, okay, yes, we can take the route of funding this just through VC dollars, but VC, that may not be the best route, just because you know VCs want to return on their investment within ten years to make sure you know that that fund is you know realized. What does it look like? That that brings a certain amount of pressure. But does what does it look like to just have this cash giant in Google, which basically just. Eliminate. I feel like DeepMind has never felt pressure from Google to push the technology that they've you know used to create AlphaFold, AlphaGo, et cetera, et cetera, to bring it to market. That's why they're not commercializing it. They they were never under. They weren't in an environment where they were pressured to. They had all this freedom, all this cash, to really just. Extra- so
0: why why now why now all of a sudden? Because I would argue that none of the technologies that are being used today are brand new. They're not like the transitions are not, they're not brand new. Like th- they didn't just come out like last, like, you know, the paper drop and then they just came out. Open AI has been around for seven, eight years. Like reinforcement learning is not brand new. Like none of this is brand new. Like the infrastructure, all this has been here. It's, it's, not like it's a mindset change. It's a route. mindset change. It's, 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 but, it's, but, you, but gotta, no, it's, no, you got, it's, you got somebody but,
2: like Sam Altman.
0: Who came in and go what ahead? It is. No, you're right. It is because of that. But it is the commercialization of a piece of technology. Yes. That's what it is. Okay. Right? It is that, which is a combination of great marketing, great product, and great execution. And so that further feeds the point when you say, like, should they be getting this hype? Yeah, they should, because they did what Google was sitting on for the last decade and didn't do. There's no reason why they couldn't have better commercialize it or push the market forward again they took technology that google had already created and decided to commercialize it so i, I don't know like this this i don't know i think they deserve the credit because they they did they took the obvious thing which is really difficult to do the obvious thing that was right there under the, the big hundred foot giant took it from under their legs and got them to dance as Tati modello would say yeah. And that's exactly what Google is doing right now. And you see it reflected in even how they they introduce some products. They're just slapping AI on everything. They haven't even stopped for one second to ask the questions, do consumers even give a fuck about that? Do consumers even care about AI? Like what does that even mean to the the 50-year-old person that wants to do something? Like what does that even mean to them? Like, I don't even think Google has even asked that question, which is, again, the opposite of how they historically has built product. They're just racing because they see what OpenAI is doing, but what they're doing is nothing new because the technology has been there.
2: So, so let me ask this question: Did y'all recently read the uh, the Google the Google uh, document that was leaked uh, that was titled "We Have No Moat" and neither does OpenAI? I
0: skimmed it. I skimmed it. I got the gist of it, w- which I agree, both. I agree with. I w- agree with. I, w- you know, I, w- I want. I
2: that. want to get y'all y'all y- y- viewpoint on this, and, but just for the listeners, essentially just what the the, li- what the paper was saying is uh, just kind of read the first par- paragraph. We've done a lot of looking over our shoulders at OpenAI who will cross uh, who will cross the next milestone what will be the next what will the next move be but the uncomfortable truth is we aren't positioned to win this arm race and neither is OpenAI while we've been squabbling a third faction has been quietly eating our lunch i'm talking of of course about open source plainly put they are lapping us things we consider major open problems are solved and in people's hands today and some of them they they went on to say like you know having these ais on your phone having scalable like your own personal ais uh uh having multimodality which i feel like you know has been a huge uh topic of the conversation and what was really interesting about that uh, cuz I, I i know we 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 haven't talked much about like facebook right and i feel like over the last few weeks in the context of like what this paper was saying in terms of, you know, this, this positioning between you have Google and open AI who are more closed source, you have hugging face, which is more open source. But if you look at what Google has been releasing in March, April, even up to this week, I think they ended up releasing a multi modality model that could literally take text image, audio, and spit out all of that, like all at once. But they're, 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 they're not doing it in like an open AI or Google kind of way. How do y'all feel about this sentiment, right? Does OpenAI have Does a moat? OpenAI- we are. It seems like Google doesn't have one. Where's the value going to so, accrue? So,
1: okay, so, so it's it's it's. I saw that 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 note, and I would say that it's a little disingenuous to for the whoever wrote it internally to say they don't have a moat when they are the two biggest players with the almost unlimited resources and they can raise so much money. They, um, in the sense of like, they have a, a moat in the sense of like the distribution, they keep unlocking stuff. To Dre's point, even though they're not doing it in, in the best way, they can just unlock a new, like add AI to Gmail, immediately hundred million users or whatever, like they can just unlock. So they have moats, they have moats um, because they can add AI in ways that any other AI company can't just switch on um so they have but it's very hard to think conceptualize because they're general because ai can be very general um so but i don't like, but 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 what where i would push back on that more, is like, like most around the technology itself if, if that's the case like wouldn't like most i i guess most around where specifically because both of them have extreme uh um defensibility now like because of the distribution and like not so. Like so so we're, we're, we're,
2: yeah, where I would push back on that is at least my interpretation of it is one 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 competitor to like open like the 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 open AIs and Google's of the world are obviously sure. other companies and builders, but sure, given yeah. the recent innovations in these models, the everyday person can spin up their own LLM, you know, AI via a shortcut
1: on their, on their mobile device, why do I have to have it in G? 98% of people won't do it. 98% people won't do that. 98% of people won't do that.
0: Yeah. I, I think it, I think it all comes down to like how easy you make it. Like, yeah. I agree. Like most people won't go through the friction, but I do agree with that sentiment of Google doesn't have a mo, Open AI doesn't have a mo, Because I think in the long run, like not even just in the long run, let me go back historically into to present day people use software to solve a specific job, right? That has Mm -hmm. been historically the the function of software. People use Google Calendar because it helps you better manage your schedule. People use email because it, whatever, it helps you communicate. Like people use software because they want to perform some particular function to do some job. I think in the world, in the future that we are heading into, no software has a Mm. I don't think no software has a moat. Any piece of software can be replicated and rebuilt. We see it. Somebody technically can rebuild Google today, right? With the tools that you have off the shelf, you can basically rebuild Google search. You have for the ability friend. to build semantic search very easily now with some of the models that exist today, easily. So the, the old um, moat that Google had over search really isn't there anymore, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, they may have distribution, but I think it's a bigger question of distribution because the distribution is only as good as the, the people's desire for that particular software to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And when you democratize that and make that problem and that software available and accessible to everybody, which it hasn't been, right? Like the best algorithm for search has been Google historically. But when that's no longer the case, when the best algorithm could be TikTok, right? When the best algorithm can be ChatGPT, when the best algorithm can be some other surface area and is no longer Google, then yeah, I do think that starts to eat away at the moat. And so I think more broadly, I think software in general is changing. And so I think even going mm-hmm. back to Mark Andreessen's old quote, like software eating the world, I think software is eating itself. Um, and I think that's fundamentally going to change the business model right. of software. Um, and I think that is what I, when I hear like, we don't have a moat, I think that's where my mind goes to is like the end of that. It, when like, you when you guys, yeah.
1: when when you and Brian say it in that way, it's, it's, it's clear to me at least what you mean, because, cause I was getting ready to say from my perspective, no software as a moat. in and, and, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, That's how I see it. Like, there's no, there's no. They all are like, basically, it's not specific to Google and Microsoft. You you know, like, like. But here's what I would say. Now, if I'm talking specifically about models, competitiveness between models, I do believe open source models will surpass um, these commercial models. Um, And I do. um, And and to be honest, I think um, open source models. People want to be more excited about them. They want to say these are going to be like some of them are equivalent to GPT or Bard, which I just don't think actually, because they're they're not convenient enough and they're not, they're not just the way that they're packaged. But if I just assume though, that like 12 months from now, we have the same pace, I do think we'll see, for example, a consumer model, I'm sorry, a consumer product that is based off of open source models that. Rivals GPT and Bard, I think we'll see a handful of those. I also think they'll have yeah, like Brian said, multi-modal. I think there will be like images. They can create images. They can take in images. Those that's those are like some of the most exciting things I think. But I do think opens like they don't have a moat on. I basically I I think right now they're ahead and take, if you, if, you, if we want to say that they're they can't basically like the technology itself is not the moat. Then I would 100 percent agree with that. Like, because, like, I just think that the open source models will catch up and they will surpass um, those models. And also they'll do things that these companies are not willing to do. So, for example, you know, um, let's talk about, for example, weed and porn. Let me make this clear. App Store would not allow porn or weed. Now they've, they've relaxed, right, on the iOS App Store. They'll let you, like, Ease can now be on the App Store because it's now starting to be more legalized or whatnot. But at a certain point, you, can, you could not launch. A iOS app that was in the weed business. You couldn't launch an adult app that was like in the adult entertainment industry on the App Store. And the the parallel that I'm making is that you can't go on Mid Journey, for example, and create a negative image. You can't just do like there there. You can't just create certain. You can't make a gun. Even if you were making a a show, you can't have somebody, you know, um, have like a gun pointed at at like another another person inside of Mid Journey. So like a lot of these um models are constrained by basically being commercialized and and so like Microsoft doesn't want your kid to go on chat and type in something and then it gives them just any like they 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 want to keep it still content and and because of that I do believe open source will, will surpass um, everything else also I guess in the conversation we should keep in mind that Elon is talking a little bit about you know um AI and AI that's not being uh, uh limited by some of the commercial aspects of it, but just because, like, I, I do think Microsoft and Google and OpenAI and DeepMind they're going to be limited by by like my, like Microsoft's main business, Google's main business, and also how they have to look a certain way. You know, what I'm saying like I do think it limits and limits stuff. Like GPT right now, I feel like the fact that it's so biased on a certain way, I think it limits its growth and also limit and like and the people that use it they're going to put it in a box of, okay, Like, I go to this for this. But for example, if I want to see something real, uh, like real search results, I may, I'll, I'll be like, you know what, you go to Dirt Dirt Go because I know that they are going to do less filtering. I know that they'll show me things that Google won't show me because they don't want to be you know, incorrect or whatever. So I, I would say that open source will, I think in 12 months, we will see the equivalence of BARD, GPT in a consumer way. The bigger issue is that we make so much technological progress and the regular person, like even like me, I'm super technical. I've been coding for over a decade and I still don't want to go out my way and spin up a model or a, I could probably do it in an hour, but I don't want to do that. I just don't want to. Like, so imagine somebody that doesn't know anything and just like, yeah, they may want the answers, they want want to do something, but like Every time they want to do something, they're yeah. not going to look for the specific product or specific model or they're, they're going to just go yeah. to the most community.
0: Yeah, we're still early right now. We're still it's still not quite accessible as, as we think it is. I think we should. One last thing, Brian. you want to close us out? And I think we should switch gears real quick because we're almost at time. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Last thing I would just kind of say on that topic is um, I think you made some very fascinating points, Rodney. Uh, and I'm actually very interested to see how they play out but something that is even starting to pop up into my mind as we you know have this conversation around open source is infrastructure right like wh- where are these where are these open source models going to be hosted upon they're going to be upon one of the major cloud providers rather if it's azure aws google cloud and so in my mind just like kind of wrapping this up if i'm google how can I make sure that I'm building a really good relationship with the open source community so I can accrue the value that I can
0: For them, Firebase. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The I agree base. with you. But who knows, man, that's the beauty of open source. It can, stuff pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so we never know. But yeah, I want to switch gears real quick. One, I know one of the things that I, I like that we do uh, is obviously we give a lot of good game. We share a lot of interesting insights about what companies are doing um but also like we we used to like i used to like talk about like companies that were doing like some interesting some interesting things mm-hmm. and i haven't done that in a while but today i want to cover like a guy that i think is incredibly interesting have y'all heard of byron allen are y'all familiar with him
2: i've heard his I've name heard heard a his few times but i don't know what he does i think he was trying to buy like the washington redskins or something or the whatever they're they're called now back in the day
0: so, yeah, well he he put a bid in to buy the try to buy the Broncos oh, he gotcha. recently were up, when you were recently up for sale. I think they sold, I'm not sure how, for how much or who I think the guy that owned Home Depot bought him or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. but anyway, um Byron Allen for the, like we all should know him first of all, he's a black man, so we should just know him from that from that standpoint because he's done some incredibly successful things, so we should definitely know him. but he was he was he's from Detroit actually, um, which I, I recently learned about. so he was born and raised in Detroit, so not far from where actually where I grew up. Um, And he has a a really interesting story. So I have some notes on him um, that I think might be uh, the people might find attractive. So first off, um, when he was growing up, his grandparents were entrepreneurs. They owned a skating rink in Detroit. This is back in the 1950s. They were like one of the first black families to like own a skating rink in Detroit. Um and for those who don't know, like Detroit has always had a really interesting skating culture. Like you go there, like there's skating rinks all over the city. Like there's one skating rink on on Eight Mile, just 8 miles, yeah, Northland. Northland. Like, yeah, like yeah, Northland skating rink. Like skating culture in Detroit has always been huge. And his family was kinda like at the forefront of that back in the nineteen fifties. So he was, you know, right away kinda thrown into the world of business kind of similar to my background my grandparents owned a bakery so um you know i had a front seat into that business world as well but he started his career in the 70s as a comedian Hmm. um and he did stand up on like the johnny carson show so for those who don't know johnny carson is a is a host of a late night was a host of a late night show i guess his prolific host he kind of defined like late night tv so you know if you watch you know any abc nbc cnbc like any of the major networks at 10, 11 o'clock, there's late night shows that come on. Those things were really popular. And this guy, back in the 70s, a black man, was on Johnny Carson, a white TV show, doing stand-up comedy. It was unheard of. and He was the youngest one to ever do that. Um, and he end up going off from doing comedy to doing some TV shows, hosting some shows, just kind of learning the business of media. And he ended up learning more about the business side. So not just like being in front of the camera, but really what happens behind the scenes, how do media companies actually get deals done? How do they actually attract advertising? Just really learning the ropes. And then in the 1990s, he ended up launching a TV show with his mother. Um, and they actually own the show. They own the TV show and they own the distribution. So typically, when you have a show, you can go to somebody else who then will, what they, they call this process, like syndicating. So they basically will go out and sell it to different networks on your behalf. Um, they didn't want to do that. They cut out the middleman, essentially vert- vert- vertically integrated their own process. So they not only created the show, owned the rights to the show, but they literally called 1,300 show TV stations back in the 90s to get, their shows, uh, to get their show distributed. And out of 1,300 TV stations, only 150 would be, was willing to distribute it, which was still huge back then. So they took that. And so not only did they own the show but they also owned the distribution relationships for their show. So they got I mean they they obviously were able to monetize that much better than if they had a middleman. So he was already starting to make some interesting moves again in the 90s. Um and whenever like big cable companies wouldn't take their show, he took them to court. Like he literally sued like Comcast, AT&T, Charter Cable for uh discriminating against uh black black media companies so basically his argument in court was like hey you're willing to work with these white media companies these white media brands but you aren't willing to work with me and all of those big companies end up settling with him and end up uh, taking his channels and taking his tv shows so all throughout the 90 he was not only creating tv shows but he was also acquiring um television channels cable channels um from all over all over the country um and in fact, in, in 2000, kind of uh, forward, fast forward a little bit, in 2021, he sued McDonald's for not advertising with black networks. Like This guy is, like, is, is, is prolific in many ways in just how he does business, but in leveraging the legal system uh, to, to really get equity uh, and, and a seat at the table. In um, 2018, this is one of his most amazing purchases. In 2018, he purchased a weather channel for $310 million in cash. I'm sure y'all have heard million, of channel, right? Or billion, of course. Cash, or cash. Three hundred and ten million dollars in cash, <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. and that made him the first uh, Black American to own a twenty four a twenty four hour mainstream cable network. Um, and so, th- the company that is doing all this is, this is this media company called Allen Media Group, and right now it has like twenty four to twenty five hundred employees they reach over 2 uh, 200 million subs daily through their uh, stations and networks. They own tons of media networks, uh, local networks all across the country. So these local networks power like local me- like local news. So like, like let's say you're in Detroit or Houston like at, and you want local news, you want to know like what's happening in Houston, what's happening in Detroit, what's happening wherever you are. A lot of people rely on their local news and local stations to provide them that information. They own these networks, they own these stations, these broadcast these these broadcast stations. Um, and the distribution companies behind him as well. It's a multi billion dollar operation. Um and so yeah, I thought he just de- he he just deserves some like some some recognition because he's moving and right now he's in a bid to purchase BET. Um so he's bidding amongst Tyler Perry is bidding, Diddy's bidding. There's a lot of people who are bidding. Don't um, give it to Diddy. But he's one of those Wait, so no. who's bidding.
1: Don't give it to Diddy. Diddy doesn't <laughs> deserve it. I don't care. I don't care. I like Diddy. Uh but Diddy's Diddy. like you know he has revolt like he has revolt okay um diddy's diddy no no hate no shame you know diddy's diddy we love like you know but like let's give it to tyler perry or or my man's uh, byron okay um yeah because uh byron uh he clearly has the business mind um you know and um i'm not just saying that because we're from the same place (laughs) but you know, um, it, it is dope to hear that story. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Dre. Hopefully people, you know, look into uh, Byron Allen, uh, look a little bit into Detroit's history, some of the surrounding cities as well. Um, obviously, shout out to Farm to Hills, of course, but um, uh, down the street from the from some of those uh, scanning rings that you talked about. But yep. um, but yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's dope. I never I never knew he did all that. Um, but i'm not gonna lie i need to do more research uh into him because i think about bat that's a big deal um that's also, that's also an interesting deal um as far as the culture and everything and i guess yeah, you know we're, I, we're running out of time i
0: think we're running it was, out of time. i think it's interesting i just want to say this real quick i think what's really interesting about him is uh his path to like success yeah. right and really mm-hmm. what it came through part. Is, is is really through acquisition right like that was his that was his strategy and that's been their strategy right is Acquiring these assets, whether these assets that are undervalued, right, like financially undervalued, or people per- perceive them to be undervalued and they're not, whatever it may be, um, but his ability to like acquire these businesses it's and roll them up um, uh, and use that cash flow to then acquire more businesses and roll them up, um, I think is 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 incredible. And so it is it's it's an interesting strategy. And so again, we talk a lot about 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 startups, right, and starting a startup from scratch. Uh, and I've been a big proponent of this, is like there's multiple ways to build a business. And I think like 100%. we should try to cover and think about and share like multiple ways to do it because not everybody is cut out to go zero to one. Yeah. This shit is hard. It is very difficult. Yeah. It's hard. And I don't recommend nobody do it. I really I don't, don't. I don't. I because don't. Because most either, people yeah. who are trying to build a business are really chasing the lifestyle. And if you're really chasing the lifestyle, there's yeah. a much easier yeah. way to get it. There's a much yeah. easier way to get it. For example, um, and I'm not saying billions. buying a business is is easy. I'm not trying to diminish that. But there's many ways to do it. Um and I think that's the beauty of like sharing stories like
2: Byron. The one thing I do want to add is
1: uh the leverage and it go.
0: No, nah,
2: the thing I want to add is like buying a weather channel is n- nothing slight. Like right. for anybody, really but matter. for for a black man. you you do you know that every I'm pretty sure that every local news channel is getting some of their data from the weather channel. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yes. And
2: yes. and is. this was fascinating too. Household. So, just last year, the weather channel what like like from a survey of it looks like about 80 million households, the weather channel was voted the most trustworthy media organization. So <laughs> you're telling dope. me he he he, uh-huh. he got the weather channel the weather channel plugging all the other news channels across america that you getting your information yeah. and then in this current media landscape he, he his stuff is considered the most trustworthy and weather is unpredictable yeah. you can't trust anything yeah. your
1: weather man is saying but yeah yeah <laughs> yo, Crazy. let's end on, like, one last thing one last thing like 60 seconds tops. yo the like Warriors or 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 uh, the the Lakers because look uh, the Lakers for they sure. they
0: they're closing it. Out. I
1: think Lakers too, but they they let they let like they should have won. You feeling like you know, they let them? I, get I
0: expected the them to lose last night. I expected them to lose last Golden night. Golden State is the better why, why, team, why, why and they're they beating themselves.
1: It? Game seven. Why would they? Why would they want to chance game seven though? Even chancing it. Just, just why, why even chance it? This is the thing. I'll keep saying it.
2: Golden State is the better team, and they're just beating themselves with the turnovers and bash. Are off. you serious? Yes.
0: How, how are they the better yes. team? Like, explain Bro, that. Bro, do you explain not see? That's do an you outrageous not? Do you, That's an outrageous statement. No
2: offense. Do you not see how these boys, the, the Golden State be having the Lakers look? The Lakers be... Be looking lost out there. How
0: they having them look? How they having them look? You act like they like the Warriors be blowing them out. How, how no, they got them looking, they're, bro? Explain they're me. not
2: blowing them out because bad shots and bad decisions leading to turnovers. But if you see that ball so movement and transitions, team? they are the better team. Bro, they they on. just ain't execute.
1: No. Well, no, so no. what's no. going on with Curry though right now? What's going on with Curry? Because I cause I don't I, know. I I'm like, I'm, he... I'm
2: calling it right now. Warriors to the Western Conference Finals.
1: Wait 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 wait! You oh you oh you think Warriors about to win the series? You are serious? Yes. No. They're gonna they're gonna get LeBron is
0: not losing. There is no way in hell LeBron losing three games in a row, bro, in a playoffs in a playoff series. You talking about, bro? First of all, LeBron came back oh one oh. Don't don't forget that that series when he came back when he was with Cleveland against the Warriors. Like so, there's a There's a history. All I'm
2: going to say is what Drake said. We'll be we'll be back next week to give you the summer. That's it. Is this
0: AI Drake or real Drake? Because we don't even know these days. Which, which Drake? Which version? Which version? I, 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 which I,
1: version. I Drake said that? I don't know what you're talking about. We'll be about. back like, next week no, to give it, you the summer. It, 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 if, if Warriors come, it, that's an upset. That's an upset. I will be shocked. I do not see it. I just think that the Lakers are not smart by like even risking the game seven. I just don't even yeah. risk it. But I don't see three straight games from the Warriors. There's no – I just don't see that. They're too good of a team. They're too good. Like, we'll see. Two, both
0: we'll good. see. Yeah.
1: We'll see. Yeah, Game that's six, six and seven this
0: weekend. We'll be, we'll be back next week with the with the outcome. So, yeah. I ain't going to put no money up, though. <laughs> no money I
1: out.
2: ain't going to cap. I won't because the last few times I've bet on sports, I've lost every time.
1: <laughs> ah, see? You don't, <laughs> don't want to do that, man. You got to know you. your
0: limits. <laughs> But yeah, we I mean, should these,
1: wrap it up, these, yeah. These, these players will embarrass you out here. Facts.
0: All right, fellas. <laughs> All right, y'all. All, right, All, right. All right. One, two.